Testing one, two, there it is. Yeah. What I have been doing is, um, so I work three tents at the hospital. And then, um, so with that, I'm able to be off like two days during the week. And I'm trying to branch out into that because Jesus blessed me with musician brain that knows how to edit audio and this is literally like the stuff we use for tracks yeah so i just mess with it <laughs> <laughs> that works yeah man what, what's up what's what's new with you bro I, I feel like i haven't seen you with just campus pastor dad life yeah it's been busy man uh it's been good so yeah we have babies 15 months now actually about to turn uh 60 months like a year and four months yeah uh, he already has a highlight reel november he's a yeah. uh, Duncan already. Yeah, he is. I don't even know where he learned it. But but it's been good. I've been able to just be able to hang out with Delmi and do that kind of thing and just learning little by little just how to parent and those kinds of things. The first kind of couple months, you don't really do much. Uh, but now that like he's... Like his little personality. Yeah, he's coming into his show, own yeah. and that kind of thing. And so it's been super, super cool. And Delmi uh, works here at Battle Creek as well. So she's been traveling a little bit. She was in Egypt this summer a couple times. Uh, they just did some stuff in El Salvador. They're going on a trip in El Salvador in December. So she was doing a trip just to make sure that's kind of good to go. And make so sure she's all been... the connections and places. Yeah, so say, yeah. just been kind of doing that for a couple couple months and uh but now we we were at a wedding last week but kind of back into the rhythm of things for the next couple months before the holidays come and hit and get rocking and rolling again yeah i missed you bro yeah um i so usually how i start these is like i used to be like what's going on yo uh but i like the like the little like raw talk intro stuff like that yeah um have you been on a podcast before uh, i've done a couple yeah, yeah when's the last couple. time you did one uh, about a year ago. Do, do what I know, would I know any of them or? Mm, probably not. I mean, there, we did a Battle Creek one for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on there a couple of times, um, a couple of different things. Uh, but no, none of the other ones. I, I, so I, I had lunch with a friend before this and I was, he's like, is there like a podcast community in Tulsa? There's for sure people with a podcast. I just don't know that I've run into them yet, or I've, I don't know that I've like. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever done one here in Tulsa, uh, but I'm sure there is. I mean, I feel as as artsy and mm. like creative Tulsa community is, and, yeah. and people kind of just kind of lends itself to that. Yeah, I feel like you know? there has to be somewhere or something of that sense. Yeah. Uh, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll let's let's intro you, bro. Let's start the let's start the epi. Uh, Visionaries, what's going on? Um, I missed an episode last week, but life's crazy. It was a Selah week. Um, I'm back strong with one of my favorite people. Uh, He's one of the people I look up to the most. His name's Josiah Wajardo, at Josiah OG on Instagram, question mark. I I believe so, yeah. (laughs) What's the story with Josiah the OG? Uh, Well, Josiah wasn't available, and uh, (laughs) I don't remember what was going on, but... I feel like Wajardo's like a pretty unique last name, so you would have just been able to roll with... Just how hard oh yeah. underscore. I don't remember when. I mean, that was long here. That was a long time ago, like ten years yeah. ago, more than ten years ago. Uh, but Joe the OG. If you want to just follow created on, uh, and, on Instagram. Uh, now it's like all my usernames for Twitter, you know, Facebook. All that's well, not Facebook. Facebook's my name, but yeah, yeah. A- anything that you can have a handle. Um, if you run into a stranger, and they ask you oh. what you do, so. I'm a campus pastor at Battle Creek Church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I get to hang out with the downtown campus. And so really, 
my job is just to connect and hang out with people. Like that's one of the the best things about my job is uh, the benefit of what I get to do is Pastor Alex is our senior pastor, our lead pastor, and so he communicates every single Sunday for the most part. And that takes off my or like off of my shoulders the fact that like I have to prep a message, get that ready. Mm-hmm. And so what that turns into is that time that it frees me up. It allows me now just to connect with people, to just mm-hmm. do this kind of thing or get coffee, get lunch, sure. uh, just hang out, hear what God is doing in somebody's life, be able to walk through different seasons with people. And so yeah. uh, so really, I get to be a, a, a really it's a cool opportunity, really cool role just to hang out with people, walk alongside that's them, awesome. shepherd them, love on them. Uh, so that's what I get to do. I lead a staff uh, at our church of, of five incredible incredible staff members. We got a couple interns right now in this season and it's just, it's awesome to be able to walk alongside them uh, at our church, at our campus and just what God is doing. But really, yeah, that's what I get to do. I get to kind of lead a campus. Uh, we kind of get to do that's our, our time, thing bro. that uh, kind of that God instills in us underneath the, the umbrella of Battle Creek Church and the vision of Pastor Alex. Mm-hmm. And so, but really, I just, my job is just connecting and hanging out with Literally people. Literally heart man. of a pastor, connect to the community. Um, and uh, so as long as I've been in church I've, at, at Battle Creek, I feel like every campus has like its uh, its its vibe for lack of a better term, like that demographic that it's reaching. Yeah. So um, I love that you have the opportunity to like be specific to these people because like the teaching is pretty much the same. Worship kind of varies depending on who the worship pastor is. Right. But like the heart of why downtown is the way it is, like. Basically, you help lead that culture. Right? Yeah, it's been a blessing to be able to do that, and and just unique. Like the area we're at is unique. Like there's a demographic a mile in every direction from here. Like from young adults to young marrieds, young families to even just empty nesters living in this area. So it's really cool to be able just to love on them and really a unique and diverse demographic of people. Yeah. And uh, to yeah, like you said, to be able to kind of weed that into our culture, like mm-hmm. within Battle Creek Church, like the, we're the downtown campus and kind of that's what we get to do sure. and, uh, and hang out. And so we're uh, we're the youngest like staff, like yeah. all, like our, Ryan, Pastor Ryan, our worship pastor, shout out to him, incredible he's leader, he's, pastor. He's come on the pod before. So they've, they've uh, yeah, him, yeah, unbelievable. But he, he's, we call him grandpa. He's like 34 years old, 35 years old, but he's the oldest on our staff. Everyone he's, else is. He's still pretty young. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to be able to lead a team that's young and like just going after God's heart for his people in his city. And uh, it's super exciting. And, uh, you know, obviously there's the obvious difficulties that come, but you know, when God's in the middle of it, it allows you the, uh, to be able to push through and overcome. Well, so I want, I want to hear a little bit about your story. Cause when we met, I believe it was like 2021 when I was kind of flowing around on Sundays. Yeah. And then got closer once uh, when the creek was happening. Yeah. Uh, but you're already in the position that you were in right now. I think you were the campus pastor already. It's I, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I see an ORU uh, degree. I I don't know how you got to like this yeah. this point because I mean, campus pastor, and you're like I think you're the youngest one. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Of all of Battle Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So kind of crazy. So I grew up in New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are in ministry. My whole family's been around ministry. So I was born and raised in Albuquerque. Grew up in a church. The uh, Q. Uh, in the Q, yeah. In the 505. I'm a from there. Uh, I actually grew up in a Spanish-speaking church uh, my whole life. So Battle Creek is my first English-speaking church that we've kind of been a part of. So the church I grew up with was Spanish-speaking. Uh, they had an English side to it, but mm-hmm. like 
Predominant, yeah. yeah, predominantly Spanish speaking kind of like La Montaña, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I grew up. So I grew up in that my whole life. Uh, then after high school, I went to school in Colorado for a couple of years. I played golf, so I went on a golf scholarship to play golf uh, in Colorado for a couple of years. Uh, and it was cool, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, my mom, when she came to the States, grew up in Colorado. So I had a lot of family there. It was really cool seeing, uh, it was, what sold me was, uh, they only went to class four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays were off. So every weekend was three days. Uh, and so in the, for college, yeah. So we'd play golf in the spring and in the fall. And then in the winter we would snowboard. And so it was super, super you can cool. Still, can you still golf right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can swing it a little bit, but, uh. <laughs> So I did that, and uh, my sophomore year just felt like I was just um, – I'd always wanted to go where you. I wasn't good enough out of high school, and uh, my dad is alumni. A lot of my family's alumni, and just the culture of ORU, um, the demographic, it's just something that I, I had longed for. And so an opportunity came up uh, in my sophomore year that kind of got created a way for me to go to ORU. And so I transferred to ORU uh, and was able to finish school there, played golf there, finished school at ORU in 2016, and I met Delmi there. Oh, yeah. uh, and so crazy when just God just weaving different things yeah. in and thinking like, came to Tulsa, uh, I met Delmi uh, in 2015 or so. That's crazy, but I was like a senior uh, in high school. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, went to ORU, finished there, got an undergrad degree in business. Uh, Delmi and I were dating. In 2016, I graduated. In 2017, we got in we got engaged in 2016 the end of 2016 2017 i graduated uh with my master's degree and my mba the whole whole time you were at ORU, were you at battle creek or were you no so i we kind of floated around different places when i first came to ORU, my cousins uh were here and they were going to church on the move so we went to church on the move for a while uh then kind of when i got established here we kind of rotated from uh, church on the Move, uh, Delvin and I went for a while, and then just a couple different churches. We weren't really super plugged in. Uh, and no, the way that I got to Battle Creek was just God. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So uh, we just got engaged, and I was working at ORU as a grad assistant, but was, like, making, like, eight bucks an hour. It was oh, like, man. if I'm going to get married, I got to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... I started looking and I was walking to class one day and in the business school for your MBA, you have to wear a suit every day you present and every day there's a presentation. So I wore suits every day. It's terrible, honestly. But one way I was walking to class and at ORU, the way you get to class is uh, there's this like circle area by a coffee shop or by the bookstore. It kind of splits you. Yeah. Well, that day there was a job fair that was happening. And so they, they usually in that circle, that's where the tables hang out. And I didn't want to go where all the people were. So I went the other way and I happened to get stopped by this table and this guy saying, Hey, you have a student. Are you looking for a job? And I was like, actually I am. What, what do you guys do? And it happened to be our kids director at that time of battle Creek church. And so I started talking to him and was like, yeah, I actually am. I'm looking for something part-time that I can work and then go to school at night. Yeah. And he's like, dude, we got the job for you. Uh, and I was like, okay. And so he's telling me. And so it was a secret, like an administrative assistant job. Like I yeah. was just somebody at that time. His name is Pastor Sean. He was uh, on our executive team. And so I, that was the role that was open. And so I started filling out online and I never finished the application. There's some questions. I was like, why are you at? Like if I'm applying for this, like if I'm applying for this, like, one of the questions was like, are you a, like, are you a believer? How did you come to know Christ? And I thought at that time I was like, 
Well, I don't yeah. think they need to know this if it's like an entry level. Well, no, I just thought like it's a church. Like if obviously if I know Christ, if I want to work yeah. there. And so uh, so I never finished the application. And two days later, I got a call. And they're like, hey, we saw that you applied for this role. Like we're super excited. Would you come in for some interviews? Uh, so I ended up interviewing mm. in December of 2016. And I started uh, January 1st of 2017 at Battle Creek Church as an assistant uh, to, to the regional manager, to, to, the regional manager, <laughs> to Pastor Sean. So he was overseeing a bunch of different things. So I got for the first six, seven months of my time at Battle Creek, I was just an admin. Like I took notes, That's I took crazy, phone bro. calls, I scheduled calendars. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, super cool. I got to hang out with a bunch of different kinds of ministries. He oversaw Next Gen at that time. So birth through college uh, and our Broken Arrow campus. So I got to do a bunch of different things that was really cool to get to see the heart and the culture yeah. of Battle Creek. And, um, and one of the things that kind of kept us, so down there are engaged, we're trying to figure out what do we want to do. Uh, and so when I applied here, I was like, I'm, once I graduate in May, we're gone. Like, I ain't yeah. sticking around yeah. here. And uh, one of the things that Delmi had done, Delmi had spent two summers in the Middle East. And yeah. so she had really had a heart for Jordan and uh, Syria and just kind of Egypt, all the Middle East, Israel, and just felt like I was calling her to work with refugees or to work something in the Middle East. And I was like, I'm not going to move to the Middle East. So uh, so we had those conversations and just felt like, okay, like we'll see what God kind of does. And yeah. Just crazy to think, like, I get plugged in at this church, I get a job as an admin, and next thing you know, like, we find out, like, they have a campus in Egypt. Yeah, they, they do, a, like, missions over there, like, every year, right? Yeah, so we, we they planted, uh, they planted a mission in Egypt 20, 15 years ago, and uh, now it's, we're, we're, they've grown so big that we're, like, partners with them, because there's now four campuses and a church, in, or five community centers within Jordan. That's crazy. And Egypt, so it's just blown incredibly. So it's like, okay, like maybe God's calling us here because there might be an opportunity to so like serve at least to some capacity. Yeah, you know, to serve, still live here, yeah. right? And so, uh, so I started working. So for that was really cool. And then when I graduated in May with my MBA, uh, their finance department was going through a transition, and they needed somebody to step in, and they'd asked if I would stick around. And so we were, down I mean, at that time, I was working at ORU, and we felt like, okay, God, like you're opening doors. And so. Uh, I started as, they call me the business manager, kind of oversaw yeah. all the business operations of the church for the next couple of years. Uh, and then Delmi came on staff in like 2018 or 19, I think 18, as a kids director, just um, a preschool. And so she was on staff. So we were working together. And then in 2019, uh, like seven months before COVID in the summer, God called me to downtown. And so- uh, That's crazy, bro. So I've been here now just over four years. And to bring it full circle, like- yeah being able to do ministry here has been fantastic. And then Delmi about three years ago uh, has stepped into our missions director here at the church. And so now she only works with local stuff and then all overseas stuff. Is she based out of downtown or she's kind of hops? No, she, so she schedules at our central offices, Mm -hmm. which is our broken arrow, but they kind of, they kind of office in different places. Yeah. (laughs) So she, she was working down here today, but, uh, but she were overseas our missions for all of our church. And so it's been really cool to just see God, uh, like just see our desire and our hearts and being able to put us in a place where we get to do ministry together at a church that we love and yeah. believe in and believe in our pastor and our leadership, but also to be able to see like, even with her desires of working in the Middle East, like mm-hmm. she's going to Egypt four to five times a year and being able to just see God's hand in the midst of it. That's like awesome, it's been bro. super, super cool. I love that. Uh, I think it's crazy. Like your journey, like, before you were doing this, God kind of prepared you for this. Because to be a campus pastor, I would assume, other than having a pastor's heart, you also have to know how to manage like a budget and manage personnel and right. do. And you have this MBA, like yeah. 
like God had the skill, like the practical skill set to do well at that part of your job. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just, and that's that thought if you're listening today, like you never know the season that you're in, what God is preparing you for the next season. That's and, cool. and, uh, and so one of the things that our family and really was a lot of us being in ministry, like all my sisters and their, most of us, all of us are in, are in ministry, but just the fact of, um, like one of the things that our my dad and my grandparents encouraged us was to get a degree, a secular degree, like yeah. a degree in finance or business or lawyer or psychology or counseling, so that when you went into ministry, you'd be able to bring a profession that would also help. And so, like yeah. obviously, you'll learn and study scripture and things of that sort, but you'll be able to bring in a sense to help the church to further that. And I've been able to use that yeah. my secular degree. Bro, have you um have you so when you were like coming up? Did you want to work in ministry like ever since the jump, like coming out of high school? Yeah, I I always had this sense that I was going to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. You know, we talk about, people talk about like I felt called to yeah. ministry. And I, I don't want to say that I didn't feel called, but I never felt not called, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I just, it just is what we've done. It's what I grew up doing like yeah. around and I was around it and I was in it and I loved it. And I think part of that, I think part of that goes to my parents that they did a very good job of being able to say, my dad is not the minister or my mom is not the minister. They're not the pastors of the church. Like our family is called in the ministry. We do this together. Like they never left us at home. They included us in what we were doing. And so growing up, it was just like, yeah, like this is what God's called our family to do. And, um, and so I just, I knew I would go into vocational ministry. I felt yeah. it. I kind of, yeah. I, I knew it. I didn't have, I didn't think it would be this quick. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I thought I would kind of maybe work in a corporate world or some type of role outside of the church yeah. and then kind of come into it. But, uh, literally just found you, but God, You're just, walking around God just opened the door and, uh, and I wouldn't change it for, yeah. uh, for anything like just what I've been able to learn and to see and just the mentors at Battle Creek that have been coming that have been in my life from Pastor yeah. Alex to uh, a guy named Mr. Bab, and even now with uh, our leadership with Todd and Rob, just guys that are pouring into us that have just mm-hmm. made such a difference That's in awesome, my life. Bro. I, uh, I have there. So, like, just transparently with you, I feel like I've, I've felt called to ministry, but my my journey's been a lot different. So I I actually have gotten the chance to go work in a quote unquote secular job and stuff like that. So, um. I don't know if you would have any like insight or or thoughts on people that are kind of like where where I'm at, where like maybe the ministry job we want hasn't opened up yet, but like we're still involved. Like right. I still care. I still feel called for this just because I'm not like vocational at it doesn't mean that I'm not called to it, you know? So still highly involved, still even able to do ministry at my secular job and yeah. love on people that way, you know? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that stuff yet. Yeah, I think there's always, I think the people that are walking through that. For some reason, the enemy puts this thought that it's there's only two ways to do it. You're either in it or you're not. Yeah. And I think that's a lie. Pastor Alex says it this way, and it's really ingrained in my mind and my heart. Like, everyone's primary calling is to is to make disciples for Christ, is to help people come to know Christ. Like, that's every, like my calling and your calling is the same. Like, God calls us the Great Commission to go and find yeah. and make disciples of Christ. And so that's our primary calling. Our secondary calling is in which way we do that. Like, you're right now doing that at the hospital. Like, I'm doing that in the avenue of, uh, of a campus pastor. But, mm-hmm. like, our primary calling is still the same. Yeah. Like, that is what God has called us to do. And so I would say don't let the enemy tell you that if you're, 
not in vocational ministry, then you're not doing ministry. Yeah, that's a lie. That's and I think good. the second thing that I would say is if you have a desire to be in ministry, then get connected to your local church and to serve. Yeah. Like if you want to know what it's going to taste like or what it's going to feel like, then serve. Like be yeah, a available. volunteer or dream teamer. Yeah, be available. Be willing. Like I would say the thing that I struggle the most with was with my even some of my generation and the next generation, uh, is it Gen Z? Your generation yeah. is just like, you need to have a willingness to serve or a will, like have a heart to be willing to do whatever that it takes. Like, I think some of that has been lost of just being able to do it. Like, man, I, I started as an, as an admin, like you just That's like, real. you know, yeah. like, you but, were just like an entry level, like job to, yeah. Like I, you're never going to just jump into where you want to be. That's like, real. no, God's got to do, it wants to do stuff through you and in you, but uh, he first has to do it in you before yeah. he can do it through you. And so I would just say like, get plugged in, get, uh, get reps, like yeah. get reps into, into what you're doing. You always, you always hear athletes talking about like, well, I just got reps. Like I just kept getting, I'm like, get, get in the game, become a high capacity dream team or like become the, the, the volunteer or the person that like when they want, then they need something you're there. For and sure. that way you get a real taste of it. And like, yeah. you can kind of see that. And some people they do that and they're like, yeah, this is not for me. And mm -hmm. it saves them heartbreak. Cause yeah. it's like, you don't have to waste six months or a year struggling yeah. through something that's like it's and not put really all your me. like your family's well-being on a job and something like that. right and uh but then the second part of that or to that is just like being able to to do that and when you do that like don't think people are not noticing like mm -hmm. and when that happens or when that's a role good. opens yeah. up or when something happens like it comes available like you're already giving them an example of what, what you can what, do what you could good. do with your yeah. willingness to serve but then also your willingness to be led and to be developed in that, and 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 so I would say those yeah. those couple of things as as you're thinking through like what does that look like? Don't think you're not called, or mm -hmm. or don't feel like you're not doing ministry just because you're not in a full time yeah. ministry capacity. Like that's, that's not good, bro. That's not true. Um, I heard. So I have two thoughts as well. Um, I I I was reading this thing like in this age of social media. Like I, I think it's it's so easy to to compare your 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 walk and your pace to what someone else is doing. Of course, like you're like, well, they got the dream ministry job like straight out of college, and I'm yeah. like 26, still trying to figure it out. And um, I also heard this other thing that was the the guy was saying, if you're so fixated on something and you won't be okay without it happening, then you may not be ready for it. Because then once you get the thing, you'll worship the thing other than trying to connect with God. So, right. um, I think I'm in. Uh, he was saying like, find a place where like. He was breaking down this imagery of like a seed when it when it's planted it dies and then it builds life again but it needs soil to cover it um so um i i put myself in that position of like I, i've lived in tulsa for almost four years now been at three different churches and battle creek is i think the place that finally has been the soil that's been able to cover me for me to like it's bringing stuff out that i have to die to yeah and and let it breathe out new life and stuff so like now that like these are some of the longest relationships that I've had in Tulsa. Like knowing you for almost two, three years yeah. now, knowing Ryan for almost two, three years, Trey for two, three years. Like y'all have been around to see like when I've been struggling and when I've been doing well. And yeah. Um. So I, I've I've also been grateful for like the community aspect of I don't I don't also feel called to it just because. I want it to be a vocation. It's also like what people are around me and right. what like these are people that are pulling me into purpose or are, are going to be there when I'm not doing okay, you know? Yeah. So I think those are other factors that people that want to work in ministry have to think of too. Cause like, um, like just because you're not working at a church doesn't mean that you're not 
called there either. Right. Yeah. And you have to you have to think about it like this. You can't just if you're you're just going to get a job at a church because you want the job to say you're in ministry. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to go well. I, I tell this to volunteers all the time at our church. Like I want you to be at a place and serve at a capacity where every Saturday night you look forward to waking up for Sunday morning. Like if you ever get to the point where you dread Sunday morning, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to serve in kids or I don't want to like, then we need to have a conversation. Like that's not the best fit for you. That's and good. so like, I would say be at a place even now, like, yeah, like what you're saying, like be at a place or at a church that you feel there's community, you feel called to be there, but also there's, it helps you advance in your journey with Christ. What we say around here, like it needs to be a place that that's for you uh, before you step into a job. Cause if it's not for you and you start to work here, like you're not going to be passionate about it. You're not going to, and you have to believe in the leadership. You have to believe in the vision. You have to believe in where it's going. Really you have to trust in it. Uh, and if you're not able to do that, you know, then, then, it's, it's going to be really hard for you to live out the calling yeah. that God has for you in that place because you're always going to be second guessing what you're doing, why you're doing it, and 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 the why behind it. Yeah, that's good, bro. Um, I want to do the halfway point of the pod. I I I sent you the pictures that I want to do the social media deep dive with. Uh, okay. If you if you want to check yeah, your, take check your text real quick, um, you can show me show me which one you're you're looking at first, and I want you to just raw react of what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that one. What's going on here? Uh, What's going on here? So this is a uh, one of my. Obviously, I don't remember how old that this was. Is classic uh, '90s kid, right? Vibes. Uh, a, I still eat at this restaurant today. It is my favorite restaurant in Albuquerque. In, in Albuquerque. It's, it's yeah. called Japanese Kitchen. Uh, it's called Japanese Kitchen. It is my favorite. Literally, we go back I'll, there. I'll, I'll we put eat it. it. I'll put okay. It on the screen, yeah. uh, but like, I'm looking at it now. Like, they still do this today. Like, they got this old Polaroid camera. When it's your birthday, you get this like pineapple cut up with an umbrella, Jeez. and they sing, they sing Happy Birthday to you. Yeah. I, I think in Japanese, I don't really know uh but man they fried rice and teriyaki chicken so how old, are you? how old are you there i had to be like i don't know six seven maybe yeah. five something like that uh i don't know i mean i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if every birthday i spent at this place like i love it it's like a hibachi grill like they cook in front of you uh-huh. it's amazing like i will die on that sword today uh the Polaroid camera but they pull out the Polaroid <laughs> they take a picture of you uh that's fine bro. but that's what it is. So I'm sure. How'd you get a digital copy of that? Of I just that? took a picture of the picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it yeah, looks like not, I'm not that techie. Okay. <laughs> um, what's What's this next picture? Uh, it looks crazy. Dang, this was a TUL weekend. So uh, at the church, we do every February, kind of like a two day plug, shameless plug, two day conference for students sixth grade to twelfth grade in the Tulsa area, yeah. uh, and so. It's like a thousand kids or a thousand people at, yeah, the, at these events. Yeah, like it's a lot crazy. of a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of kids. All of our campuses come together. We have six campuses in the Tulsa metro area. We all come together. Uh, this year, I don't think. I'm trying to remember. Is I that think last year. I, no, it's two years ago. I think I spoke this one of the mornings of this one, uh, I, or the first night. I think I spoke. Of this of this T well twenty twenty one and so the shorts and the sweater that I'm wearing is merch, merch from that okay. year. That's so fair. I'm pretty sure I I spoke that evening, uh, and so I was just trying to help, you know, get that get that out for uh, them to see. And then I got a Dodgers hat on. I'm a big Dodger fan. Same. Uh, so uh, we, we pumped out here, and uh, I think I don't know who did the background. Maybe Delmi helped with that, but that's why I took it. But super cool. Yeah, plug if you're a student in the area or you're a young adult or you just want to serve students, hey, 
if you're looking for a two-day conference to come and hang out T-Well. February too well it's coming yeah dude um have you have you ever served as a youth pastor here I don't know why I felt like you did no I've never served as a youth pastor in like that specific capacity when I was uh in my role as a business manager uh I obviously I did a lot of stuff before with youth mm-hmm. and with kids and stuff like that before I stepped into that and so I would I would probably I was kind of the guy um that would just fall in. Like if someone was out of town or something like that, I would jump in and kind of serve yeah. in that capacity. Or like if I need, like if we, someone transitioned out for a month or so, I kind of jumped in and did that for a little bit. So not necessarily, but I obviously served alongside like was them and available. Yeah. Stuff. And did that kind of stuff and, uh, have a heart to my, I love camps and conferences and like, I love student camp mm-hmm. and two a weekend. Like I love being able to serve and, and just to yeah. be a part of that, the commodity, I can't even say that word. Camaraderie. Uh, yeah, I got, that, you. I got you. That it just creates within like people at the church and students and all that kind of thing. It's just one of my favorite. Yeah. Just to hang around and be around. That's good, bro. Um, I love that. I feel like our church has something all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, for young adults, um, Eli was the episode before you and uh, shameless plug. If y'all are free on Halloween night, we're doing a worship night at Kane's Ballroom if you're in Tulsa. Yeah. But, like we have be that. There. And then December we have TOL night. And right. Then, uh, we have a uh, Christmas services, and we got two all weekend. Yeah, it's like it's just like an endless rotation. Of- yeah, stuff to do. Uh, yeah. Well, part of it is different ages, right? So like, Kane's gonna be YA. young adults, yeah. right? Uh, Battle Creek young adults Tuesday night seven o'clock. If you're a young adult, make sure you're there. But then like two well night in December students. is students. So sixth grade to twelfth grade. I feel and then, like the young adults that go to YA are the same ones that serve at students. Like, probably. Yeah. Uh, and and part of it, you have to think about it. Like you should always you should always be pouring into somebody and someone yeah. should always be pouring into you. Like yeah. that's just the the way it works. And so like you gotta be pouring out into somebody and no better way to do yeah. that than students or kids. And yeah. uh it's one of my favorite things about our church is from literally from Preschool all the way up, there is leaders that are pouring into kids' lives. Like every single week, they have a small group and they're pouring into them. And like, yeah. I think that's what they 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 go through the Bible twice by the time they're in the fifth grade. And it's like I think it's why they see we see success with kids coming to know Christ is because yeah. adults. I feel like and, we we sneakily have the biggest, if not one of the biggest, like youth ministries around Tulsa because if you put all of our kids, like each campus maybe has like sixty to hundred kids. Yeah. They put us all together. It's like nine hundred. Yeah, yeah, especially with Broken Arrow. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I don't know what other churches run. I don't really know that, but yeah. um, it's big. Yeah. It's a lot of students. <laughs> a lot it's of a discipling lot of and a lot of like. Yeah. There's a, like a lot of volunteers that make that. Yeah. yeah. Well, camp like camp in the summer, we max it out. Like we have to cut it off because we have too many at like nine hundred. Uh, I mean, this camp's five hours away, so yeah. like it's just crazy. To, yeah, bro. Um, visionary so like the I, I texted Josiah ahead of time so like the first half was kind of I just wanted y'all to hear his heart and uh, hear his thought process but this last half we're just gonna we're just gonna therapy session for me expose myself on the pod <laughs> just let Josiah run it but um, bro I wanted to so obviously you're a younger leader in in, in church ministry and I, I just had questions about like longevity because I, I feel like I've I've been around enough to where like if if someone gets projected at at a young age, they either fall off quick, or or like they're like at the at the brink of some kind of like scandal and stuff. So I I've I've tried to be intentional 
about surrounding myself with some kind of accountability. Like yeah. guys, like if I go on a date, like hey, they know they have my location, they know what time I'm getting home. Yeah. Um, like stuff that like it's is essential to ministry, but stuff that not necessarily everyone knows about. Like no one, like once I leave this building, like there's stuff that happens off camera and off mic, right? And to stay honorable so that God can still use me when when I'm in ministry, but also like you're a family man, you're a dad. You're leading a campus like there's extra magnifying glass on your life even when you're not in this building. So like talk about um, just stop stuff that you've set up to protect yourself because, I mean, we're all human. We're not going to all have it all figured out all the time. Um, So just any wisdom you had on that end of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the kind Mm -hmm. words. I I would say this. All of us, me, you— Anybody that's walking in life, we're all one step away from crisis. Like we're all one step away or one decision away from falling into, you know, a failure, whether it be moral, whatever it may be. We're all we're all one decision away. Like yeah. you could leave here and do something that would, you know, disqualify you probably from from some of the roles that you're in. I could do something that could for sure disqualify. Like it's it's not it's it's I think sometimes we I think it gets dangerous when you think like, ah, that I would never do that. Or that's way, like yeah. that's way out there. Like, no, like we're all one, de- like it's that's- the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. We're all one decision away. We're all one move away from, from that affecting us. And, and so I, I say that to not to scare you, but to say like, this is real. Like, it's not like I don't face temptation or I don't face struggles, but mm-hmm. I, I think it goes back to what you're saying. Like, you have to put the accountability and the people in your life that are going to be able to speak out and 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 tell you how it is. I, you know, one of the things that I think is is crucial is you have to be vulnerable with somebody. Like for me, like Delmi knows that Delmi has access to anything and everything in my phone. Oh, your and, passwords. Are yeah, right. she's like, and it's and it goes both ways. Like we ha- like there's nothing to hide. Like she has my location. I have like there are all of those things that that is open to vulnerability. But at the end of the day, to be completely honest with you, if you wanted to live, a, if you wanted to go and do things or, or follow, if you want, like you can go do it. Like no one's going to stop you. Like you can go and you can probably hide it really well now with the day and age that we live in. Like you have to choose not to want to fall into that. You have to choose every morning, the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your soul to pursue the relationship with Christ like you have to choose that as an individual. And when you do that, you will then put things in your life that will have boundaries because your desire is to follow Christ and not to have some of these hiccups and not saying that they won't come. Like, yeah. am I perfect? No. Like yeah. you can ask Delmi, she'll tell you I'm not perfect. And I fall short. And like, I'm learning, I'm a young leader. Like mm-hmm. I've, it's, it's stressful at times. I'm insecure at times, but, but I have people in my life you know, from my dad to even friends that I have to even at our church, my my boss, Pastor Rob, and even the other campus pastors, like, I'm vulnerable and I'm real and being able to share the struggles and the things that I walk in and in and around, like, mm-hmm. being able to do that, the more open you are that somebody in your life, the more freedom you have to be able to walk out of. That's good. Because you're not fearful that, like, oh, if they find out, if they know that, like, mm-hmm. no, like, and if you're worried about what if somebody... If you're fearful, like maybe what or contemplating, like should I say something? Should I not? Like yeah, say something. Like you're not gonna hurt yourself by being open. Like and if you need help, get help. That's the other thing yeah. I would say. Like if you think you're struggling with something and no one else struggles, like no, everyone struggles. It's okay to ask for help, yeah. but ask for help before you fall into to a place where you can't 
you, you can't kind of recover from whatever it may be. Yeah. Like that's the, that's some of the things that I would say is just got to be open and vulnerable to those, but also don't ever get, don't allow yourself to get to the place that like, ah, that's never going to happen to me. Like yeah. that's when, that's, that's when it that's gets, a dangerous that's part, when it gets yeah. dangerous. Cause it, it's true. Like we're all one decision away. Like sure. we're all one step away from falling into that. And that's where our pursuit of holiness and our, our pursuit of Christ and his heart yeah. every day allows us that grace. Uh, bro, this is like, I, I don't know that it's a ministry question, but I, with my ambitious nature with like the pod and min, and yeah. worship stuff and even external music stuff, um, I I feel like recently I've, I've found myself like maybe in this, this every two months, three months, I'll get to this place where I'm like, I'm just giving up on <laughs> my dreams. I'm giving up wanting to be on these big stages or collab with these people or I'm giving up wanting the pod to be influential and all this stuff. And um, I... I, I think it's just part of the the human nature to like want to do better right. and want to be at this imaginary future self. Um, but I, I just wanted uh, your also your mind on uh, like how to fight against that because like ministry is is hard, bro. Sometimes Sundays there's like nobody there, or sometimes some the way I communicated that felt weird, or yeah. sometimes there's some stuff at home that kind of blocks up my heart to love people well. And there's just I, I don't know if you fall into that. I I just like even, it was like yesterday, bro. I was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but uh, that's just me being pretty transparent. Like I, I know on, externally on 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 social media, I'm like, well, be consistent and show yeah. up every day. And I am. It's just I do feel like, dang it, is this reaching anyone? I'm putting money into this. I'm putting energy into this, and I just like don't see the fruit, at least at the level that I think that I should. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's the. I think social media plays into that quite a bit, especially in, in my generation, your generation, because what we're, what's available to us, right? Like yeah. we can see things, we can see streams and likes. See how and, fast someone's growing. and yeah. Right. And so it's, it's a, it's a two edged sword. Like it's great because you can use it for marketing. You can use it for getting your name out there for creating these kinds of content, but also you can use it as a comparison game and it gets bad quickly. Yeah. But I think, I think the insecurity, I don't want to say that it ever, I don't know if it ever goes away. At least for me, it hasn't. Like, it's yeah. something that I struggled with when I first came. I was, I became a campus pastor at 24 years old. 25, That's 24 crazy, years old. Bro. So, like, I, talk about insecure. Like, yeah, I was insecure. I was leading people double my, triple my age. You know, I walk into a campus, there's people 70, 80 years old that I'm supposed to lead them. Like, I don't have kids. I don't like, how am I supposed to do it? And I think it all goes back. And I had to come to a place finally that I, I was confident enough, but that confidence didn't come from myself. That confidence came from this idea or this thought that the Lord put in my heart. Like if I've placed you in this position, it's because I've put you in a place where I've called you to be. Step into confidence, not because you're able to do it, but because I've put you there, and That's I'm cool. going to give you the 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 giftings and the skill set and the and you know and the the way to do it. And so I think <clears throat> you got to go back to if you feel like this is where God is leading you or calling you to do something, like then do it. And yeah. and and I always tell people this: how how long have you been doing the podcast? A year. Okay, a year ago, and. If I would have talked to you two years ago, what would have been, what would I have, if you would have said, hey, do you want to do a podcast, you would have said what? Uh, I don't even know that I had the idea yet two years ago. Like, it wasn't even a, I don't know. So when you had this idea of doing the podcast, what what was your thought? Like, ah, I would love to do a podcast just to help yeah. people, influence people. Yeah, like, I didn't care 
how much like I was just gonna do it because it was fun for me. Right. And yeah. so like I would like what I would tell you now is if I would have told you back then, hey, you're gonna do a podcast, you're gonna be in the second season, you're gonna have almost twenty four episodes, you're gonna have over three thousand streams, like would that be something you'd be like, Yeah. Heck yeah. It. Like I wish I could be in that place. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we've seen God do something in it. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure people's lives have been somewhat changed and you've influenced through this or through God has used you as this That's avenue right. to do that. And so don't allow the enemy to, or don't allow yourself to, to look at the negative or, or look at something that compared to something that's just not you. Like, yeah. like you said, if the success would have been just doing the podcast, now people are listening to it. Like that's the midst of it. And I would take this out of, I don't think this has to do with ministry. I think just in general, like mm-hmm. if God, if you're feeling discontent in your job or in your role or in any capacity, like go back to the first part of like, why are we doing this? Like did God, if God, if you feel like God has put you in this place to do it or to serve or to mm-hmm. be a part of, and if that's, that's where point. you still feel and there's peace, then like, it don't matter if there's one or 5,000 or 5 million. Like, that's real. and at the end of the day, if I would have told you a year and a half ago, Hey, if your podcast would change one person, would it be worth it? And you would probably say, yeah. Yeah. And so the fact that that's probably changed more than that, like always go back to the instrumental things of like, for some reason as humans, and especially I think in our day and age as young people, because we have everything to look up and compare it to like, we don't, we look at the 1% of the things that's not succeeding and we forget the 99% of like, I've successfully got podcast equipment. I've doing a podcast. I've done, like you know, like I've done one again. season. My, yeah, it's, it's interactive. People are following, people are supporting me. Look about, think about your friends and the people that have encouraged you, that have poured into you, that have been a part of it. Think about the things that God has opened the doors to, to places, to, to people like, so when you get into those moments and usually it's in isolation when you're by yourself that no one can speak That's those real. truth to, That's real. you have to remind yourself of like, yeah, I'm not there, but I'm also not where I used to be. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I also have a podcast now, yeah, and yeah. and and if it gets to the point where you feel like this is not where God is leading you to do anymore, and it's not enjoyable. Then then I think that's when you know. Sure. But it's like I don't know. Sometimes I look, you look on Instagram or or yeah. or TikTok or whatever, and like you see someone who's super active. They have like five followers, but they're making content. Like if they're enjoying making content, they're like having fun, just that's for them. Yeah, like that's true. what's the difference between that and somebody, you know, going to play basketball or going to play that's golf true. and like, it's the same thing. Like something they enjoy and they find, for sure. uh, they find happiness in it. So it's like, yeah, that's real, bro. I, uh, so I, I think what I've been feeling peace about, uh, so I've done this consistently for, a year it's about to, so black friday i started it last year um and i feel like with with how consistent i've been with it for the past year i've built some kind of foundation of like building this brand building its reputation so after this is episode 38 i think after the 40th one i may like just call it call it a season on the uh on 2023 enjoy thanksgiving visit my family christmas visit my family in texas after that i think my life will lend itself to talking to people like you like we we see each other around I, like yeah. I, but i think the foot will be like not as much on the gas of like pouring all this uh rituals into it i just do it at a different pace you know because yeah. i think right now uh, definitely like ministry and i think the worship stuff still has my heart the most like of that course. feels the most natural to me it's like yeah the stuff where i can do week in and week out doesn't feel like like I have to go out of my way, you know. Yeah. So, um, 
it, it is encouraging to hear that though. Like God definitely just has all of us on our own race and our right. own pace. But sometimes you look left and right, bro, and it just it gets hard. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> yeah, and and that, I say that say because in me that's what I've had to do. If like, hey, if at twenty, and I just turned thirty, literally Saturday. But it was like, hey, at thirty years old, if I was to tell you that you'd be a campus pastor, you'd be leading a campus and you'd be leading sign. staff, and you, yeah. God has been doing this through you, like, would you have said? Would you take it? 10 years ago, like, heck yeah. yeah. So why is it when you get to that role or you get to this thing and you get to this season that you're like always wanting more or always looking to more, or always real, saying, dude. where's the next step? That's literally so real. Like, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not fair that 10 years ago, I was probably praying, Lord, get me into a place in a role that I would be able to serve you, to be passionate about you. And like, now I'm discontent where God, I, I, I asked for that. And so I think like, that's some of those things that you have to remind yourself and Bring yourself back to reality of like, hey, I'm not there, but also, what is God doing where I'm at? And that's really good, bro. Um, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, I I had this moment in my prayer time where just kind of God just questioning, not questioning me, but like I was just trying to figure out the season I was in and just trying to walk through that. Of and finally, he just felt like in my spirit, he would just say like if I called you to pastor a church with one person for the rest of your life, would you be content? And if you're not content with that, then are you like, what is, are you, is the call that I have for you? Do you believe it to be true of like, Hey, if God calls me to pastor one person for the next hundred years, like I should be content because that's where God calls me. And that's where yeah. I'm going to have the most influence and the most passion. And like, and obviously I don't think that God wants to yeah. do that, but I'm just saying like, that's good. Bro. You're, your 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 call like that is what he wants you to do. So, right or wrong, I just that has been one thing that's helped me to just say like, hey, where I'm at, God has me, and I'm gonna be the best and effective yeah. person that I can be in the role that he's placed me in, in the For position real. that he is. But it struggled. Like when I first got to be a CP, I struggled in insecurity a lot. Like it was my probably my biggest hindrance, and mm-hmm. it probably wasn't from anybody but myself. Yeah. Uh, just because it was like, what what. I would walk into a conversations and be like, what can I offer this guy? Like, <laughs> he's like, got kids. He's got, like, he's walked with Christ probably longer than I've been alive. But it's in those moments that you realize that, like, you're not enough and you can't. And I couldn't. That I had to lie, uh, rely on the Lord and allow him to use me in a way that only he could do. And yeah. I think in those moments is where I learned that it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. He's in the midst of it all. Sure. That's good, bro. Um, before we leave, can we uh, plug uh, how people can support you, see you, maybe come invite them to downtown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would, Battle Creek Church, man, if you're looking for a place, a church for family, all ages, uh, a place where you can find community, uh, be loved on, find a place to really connect, uh, to potentially s- even serve and really see people come from life to death. Battle Creek Church, I mean, obviously I'm biased. My campus, the downtown campus, <laughs> 9 to 11 a.m. Sunday morning, uh, 3rd in Utica. But really, man, we'd love for you to come hang out if you're looking for a place to have community. All ages, man, we got community groups. We got groups of people from young adults, young marrieds, to married with kids, to empty nesters. But uh, Delman and I love it here. If you're looking for a place to just come and hang out, uh, yeah, we got six campuses, so if you want to see Josiah, you got to come to downtown. Come to the downtown campus. Yeah. Uh, we offer translation at 11 if you speak Spanish for all my Latinos out hey, there. I heard uh, y'all, y'all went crazy for, uh, here. 
Hispanic Heritage Month. We did, man. We, we, we did. Spanish. Spanish set. Worship, worship set. Yeah. That's we translated. Battle Creek has a song called Your Presence. Actually, Pastor Ryan helped write it, and uh, we translated it into Spanish. And it was, I, I, sadly, I was out of town, but I, I, I keep hearing and got text messages about like, it's crazy. dude, it's amazing. It's crazy. And, uh, that song's fire. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for a great place, our worship culture is pretty good. Our yeah, kids' culture like, is real. amazing. Our student culture is legit. Yeah, I'm so, a music nerd, and I downtown is yeah like crazy. Right. So come oh, hang out. We're pretty chill. We love the Lord. We love people. Free coffee. Free co- free coffee. Josiah the OG on Insta. I'll be here. I don't drink coffee, but hopefully it's good. You know, but what? Yeah, what do you like sermon prep and stuff? Just at the crib, you don't go to, like coffee shop and hang. No, because the problem if I go to coffee shop is I run into people and then it's uh, like I would rather <laughs> hang out with people than sermon prep sometimes. No, in here honestly, uh, this is my office. This is where you're hanging out. You're in the nice side behind you. It's kind of chaos. Uh, but in here, I kind of lock myself in here, put some headphones on. Yeah, because I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that you post on socials like that, like crazy, just like no. landmark stuff. In my uh, in my heart, I want to, but just, it's kind of a lot. It's it a lot a, of work. It uh, it's a lot of work, and now, like, to be good at it, like, you have to have good content, and I'm not a good picture-taking. You can ask Delmi. Yeah. Like, she asked some random person over me to take a picture. <laughs> like, literally all your stuff is stuff that probably, like, you, Delmi, like, taking a, like, so, someone's taking a picture of you at some event. Like, yeah. The last one was... You were uh, doing a wedding at in Maui. Yeah, yeah, we were. We, yeah, we were just there and got to hang out with some good people. And uh, but yeah, that was that was. Delmi's. A, I'm not a big picture person. Delmi is. Yeah, and I so, feel like you'd be a good content creator. It's just it is a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot I, of work. Low key, I would love to be a content creator. I'm yeah. just not good at it, and uh, I I don't have the time Bro, to do I it. Kinda... But I, I but I, everyone's like, you just got to be consistent. Even if it's not good quality, just be consistent. And like all, quality and you can look at my Instagram. There'll be like, uh, he was consistent for like five days, and then he then he quit. Then he quit. <laughs> Bro, I uh, I feel like I have an eye for it. I just I need to get a camera. So uh, when I do, we can we can pump out some some reels. I just w- talk to us. I would love get it. Get some co- cool lighting. I would love it. Uh, actually, uh, if you were to say like, what's one thing you wish you could be that no one knows? I wish I could be a famous TikToker. <laughs> Like dancing and stuff? Just, yeah, I think, no. yes, I think it'd be great. Uh, I still haven't figured out TikTok, bro. Like, I'll just post the same rules I post on Instagram on the TikTok and then just call it. TikTok to me is a great, I don't I don't understand it a ton, all, or all of it. But I yeah. do think that, like, now, and now Instagram has that for you page. Like, it's a great marketing tool because you can reach a bunch of people. Uh, and the algorithm and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I wish I could be a TikToker. Bro, it's it's crazy to me how someone's life could change like with one video. Right. Like they post one video that's random, million views. Yeah. Like advertising deals and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm still waiting for it. We'll see. We'll, we'll make it one, one day, day, bro. If I hit it, I'll let you know. <laughs> in the meanwhile, we're doing podcasts live from the office. That's right. Live in the office. Stop by. We hanging out here. But anyways, man, you keep doing what you're doing. Thank God you, is using you in ways. Don't let... Don't let uh, insecurity or the comparison or even the enemy to allow you to, to get down on yourself. No, God's got a plan for you. He's doing it. Uh, and so be encouraged. Thank you, brother. I love you. Thanks for making time for this. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Yeah. yeah. We're we're wrapping up season th- season three, bro. That's, That's wow. Crazy. I was wrong. I kept saying season two. That's like right. 24 episodes, but you said 40 <laughs> episodes. So season you, three, episode 38. You way so. ahead of me. Yeah, we're doing it, bro. But uh, I'll let you go. Thanks for hanging. Visionaries, love you. Peace. Later.
mama when I say you need the sun. Brings life in the night.